This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Seattle got the ball, and they moved it down to the 25 of the Niners. Myers comes on now with no time left. This is it. Either they'll win or you'll finish tied. It's, it's either or. There's no other choices here. Game's ending right here. This is the last play of the game. It's been a wild one. That's Now, the Niners have a timeout left. You know they're going to freeze him, right? Shanahan will call the timeout right before he's about to kick it. The guy will make the kick. They'll wave it off. He'll kick it again and then miss it, right? That's what's going to happen. You know he's going to call a timeout right now. But your boy, uh, Russell Wilson, had a huge run there that got them into the uh, field position. Here's the kick. Did they wave it off? They waved it off. Of course they waved it off. He made it. Call the timeout. Call the timeout. Now he'll kick it again and miss it. Right? That's how it usually goes, right? Why do you? Or the other way. Call the timeout and he misses it and then they make it. Why do you even kick it? Well, he doesn't call timeout until right, you know, that's. It's it's really just. This was the big run here at midfield. He just took off and the Niners just got worked. And that was it. So what do you think? Does he make it or miss it? I say he makes it. Makes it. Mafia. Could be, could be my money line bet talking about it, but I'd say he makes it. What do you think, Mafia? 42-yarder. He's going to miss it. Here's the kick. Anyway, let's see what he does here. Finally, high snap. He made it. No, he, he made it. He hooked it in. Let's go. By an inch. By an inch. And the Niners suffer their first loss. Huge win for Seattle. 27-24. 27-24 Seattle. Cover. On the spread. I like that. Uh, That's a clutch kick after that freeze. He barely made it. I mean, literally by a foot, right? He made it just inside the right goalpost by a foot. Look at this. He barely, I mean, literally by a foot. Just made it. Big win for Seattle. It's now open in the NFC West. They are 8-2. and two. They have their bye, I believe, next week. Niners are 8-1. and one. What a great game. <laughs> that was a great game. You couldn't have a Super Bowl better than that. Really good game. And there you go. They watch the kick. Time to go work on next week's game. 
I'm sure they made some dopey line, too, about how, you know, the 72 Dolphins get to pop their champagne again this year. Of course. You get that every year when the last undefeated team loses, right? There you go. Good game, though. Really good game. And that was strong right there. That was the best game of the year on primetime, if you ask me, right? What game was better than that? Call the show with your reaction to the Seattle overtime win with no time left. Myers, the 42-yarder, to win it. And you got to give all the credit to Russell Wilson. That was a hell of a drive, and that run he took off on was at least 15, 20 yards, right? I mean, that made all the difference in the world. He's uh, swapping jerseys with your boy Richard Sherman, his old teammate. So, Richard Sherman certainly found a home in San Francisco, right? They love him. He's been really good there. Myers has not been a good kicker for them, but he was tonight. He made that kick. And that's all that matters. He made the game winner. I'm telling you what, that was a hell of a game. 855-212-4227. Tom in Minnesota, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Scotty. Hey, Tom. I'd like you to comment on the Minnesota win over Penn State and then also the P.J. Fleck ability to build a program. And long range, what do you think he's going to do? Well, I mean, uh, he's definitely uh, staying there. He signed a seven-year deal or something last week to stay. Uh, it's just an extension. I don't know if it was how long the extension was on, on top of what he had left, but it's seven years he's going to be there allegedly. So he's committed to uh, the Gophers and staying there, which is, I think, uh, really good for them and a little bit surprising because I think he could have had his uh, you know, choice of a lot of jobs bigger than Minnesota. But he's obviously in love with uh, the program, and, and he's uh, respectful of the fact that they gave him the job. And uh, he's done a hell of a job there. It didn't take long, right, for him to uh, turn that program into a winner and – Frankly, if you ask me, they've been a loser uh, forever. I mean, they've just never mattered ever in football, literally, since like what? I mean, they were talking about like this is the first time they've, they had been 8-0 since like 1941 or something like that. Uh, maybe longer than that. Who knows? All I know is he's done a great job. I bet on him uh, on Saturday getting seven against Penn State. It was one of my top bets. Top picks, one of my ranked top ten plays, and it was a great bet. Uh, they they looked great. It was a great game. I watched the game. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the uh, Gophers played well. I thought the crowd was rowdy. Uh, I thought the scene after that game at, at that stadium was really unlike anything I've seen in a long time in college football. I haven't seen a really a celebration that good and I don't even know how long. I mean, that stadium, they, they poured out onto the field and had a party out there like no other. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't tap a few kegs because that was a party on that football field after that game. That was crazy. Huge win for them, though. And uh, I know they have another big game this week. Uh, they have to turn right around and play Iowa, I think, in Iowa City. So that's not going to be easy. Trust me, the the letdown, the come down from that Penn State game, I don't know how you – it's going to take uh, Fleck to get them completely focused, you know, in short order. you got to turn around and go to Iowa City. That's a good team. 
They are good. Iowa gave Wisconsin all they could handle on Saturday at Camp Randall. They lost by two. I covered that bet, too. Uh, I had the Hawkeyes getting the points. And uh, Badgers winning. I hit both sides of it and middled it. But I, I like the Gophers. They're a good team now. I mean, they mean I mean, they mean business. What are they, 9-0? They're no joke at all. So there you go. They've got at Iowa, at Northwestern, home for Wisconsin. Their last three games. Are they undefeated with a chance to play possibly Ohio State in the Big Ten title game? I got to tell you, uh, I'd be very, very scared about Saturday in Iowa City. Very tough game. That is a game after the Penn State game. I don't know how you get up for that two weeks in a row. And, you know, if the game was in Minnesota, I think they'd win. The game in Iowa, I think they could lose. I think they could lose that game. And who'd you say the last game was? They'll beat Northwestern. Well, and home for Wisconsin. Wisconsin Wisconsin could beat them. Absolutely. That, that becomes bigger of the two as well because even if they lose to Iowa, they still have a game up on Wisconsin. So as long as they beat Wisconsin at the end of the season, they'll play for that title. Uh, I think Wisconsin will give them all they can handle. Uh, but then again, I don't think, uh, frankly, that Wisconsin's better than Penn State. So Penn State gave them everything, and they beat them. And they were really never in trouble in that game. No, they took a l- early lead, and they held it. Yeah, they All held right. on, and they did it. Uh, you know, uh, if they can stop Taylor, then that's the key to the game. You cannot let that guy have 150 yards and two touchdowns. You, if he does, you'll lose. But uh, believe me you, those two games are brutal. Iowa this week on the road and at home against Wisconsin. Believe me you, Wisconsin will show up for that game. Ty in Ohio, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, shake a do. Oh, shake a cold Budweiser. Can we get him a cold Budweiser? Hey. Thank you, you thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, watching watching Monday night game tonight, uh, I really don't like the overtime rules, even though I hit the Seattle, you know, getting six and a half, which is sweet. Um, if you're a Niners fan or if you're the coach, you're undefeated, why don't you just down the ball and play for the tie? I mean, you already got a two-game lead on Seattle in the division. You know, what are they trying to go for? Only, you know, wasting 25 seconds. Like, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. And then, I, I, never, course, I, I never really thought of it that way. I, I think they were trying to win the game. And, uh, I don't, you know, trying for the tie is what you want, want them to do so that they don't lose. Is that what he was saying? Get the tie, don't lose? They would stay, you know, uh, whatever it is, a game and a half, two games up on Seattle. But do you, how, do you, how do you feel about no, you that? Put, you, you try to win. You try uh, to win. That, that's what you're doing here. And they're also – Well, here's they another a chance thing. to win the here's game. Another, the guy missed a, the kick. Here's another thing that you have to factor in here, Ty, and that is they are an undefeated team. They are 8-0. and oh. They are not playing for a tie when you have not lost a game yet. They were 8-1 and one and they had a two-game lead. You want to use your crazy scenario about staying two and a half games up in the division? That's fine. They are an undefeated team. And every year we hear this when their last undefeated team, nobody's seen it since 72. You want to see an undefeated team. Not saying the Niners were going to win every game, but until you actually lose a football game, you are trying to there win every game. There is no way in game. hell that that team was going to win every game. I know that. Their schedule is brutal. But when you're 8 no, you also don't do what he just said and try to play for a tie I'm in sure overtime. I'm sure that some idiot will ask that question. Not that tie is. I'm saying someone else will ask that question. Yeah. Someone's going to ask him that question in the post game, and he's going to say that answer. 
We play to win. We don't play for ties. No, no one's going to ask him that question because the dumbest thing I've ever heard is somebody, you know what? I guarantee you. Let's just kneel on it. I guarantee you someone's going to ask him that question. It's automatic. I mean, what press conference do you see in sports today? Name one that there aren't stupid questions asked. You, You just, you won't be able to find one. It's automatic. Didn't you hear the guy? I said it earlier today. Some kid asked uh, Archie Miller about load management for his players. Like, are you kidding me? So it happens, right? It really does. 855-212-4CBS to get on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS, 4227. That's the number to get on the bench. couple of things. A... Uh, the podcast of the show comes out after the show on Twitter at Scott Farrell and at on the bench, uh, CBS also, uh, it comes out on facebook.com slash Farrell on a bench and, uh, it's great. People love it. It's like two hours, 15 minutes tops, no commercials It's badass, uh, no excuse to miss the show. And then as far as preemptions where I'm uh, not on the air, you don't hear me because of, uh, you know, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, whatever it is, baseball, whatever's bumping me off the air and you don't hear me, uh, you don't have to deal with that nonsense. You can just simply one of four ways listen to the show automatic every night, no questions asked. A... You've got Radio.com, which is fantastic. You get all four hours. Just uh, favorite CBS Sports Radio. It'll be there every time you open the app. And then uh, the CBS Sports app carries me every night, all four hours, no questions asked. Just scroll down on all the options on the left side, and you'll see at the bottom, toward the very bottom, you'll see the headphones. It'll say Pharrell on a bench, boom, and you can listen to all four hours. Also, uh, SiriusXM app. It's every night, all four hours on the SiriusXM app. And then finally, Ask Alexa. Say, play CBS Sports Radio, and boom, it works. All four hours, no questions asked. So enough with all the preemptions and and nonsense. Just get the show anyway. Get the radio.com, CBS Sports app, SiriusXM app, or Ask Alexa, and you're in. And then you don't have to deal with it. Also, uh, we got the ILC podcast, uh, Carver High's Hockey Show, and we're going to Vegas next week. We'll be uh, back in Vegas at the MGM doing the show on the 21st and 22nd for the Wilder Ortiz 2 Heavyweight Championship of the World on PBC on Fox Pay-Per-View at the Grand Garden Arena Saturday night the 23rd. We'll do two shows Thursday and Friday from the MGM next Thursday and Friday night. Mafia and I are headed to Sin City to make it a hub. Beautiful. So there you go. Those are our uh, featured attractions and plans for the uh, next couple weeks. That's next Thursday and Friday night. We'll be there. And then after that, it's uh, whatever. Thanksgiving week is the following week, and I'm off that week. So get it while it's hot. This week and next week, I'm on uh, both weeks, all five nights. So tonight, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then all next week, I'm live Thursday and Friday from Vegas. There you go. George in L.A., you're on CBS Sports Radio. For real, what's going on, brother? What up, G? The man, the legend, the legendary picks. I appreciate your picks, man. By the way, as you probably already know, bro, the Rams are done. 
And Jimmy G, I don't know about him anymore, bro. I think they're going to lose a few more games. Yeah, I don't know about uh, that. I, I don't. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Jimmy G. I think he's done a great job uh, with the Niners uh, when he's healthy. You know, he blew out his knee, but other than that, he's been great for him. And uh, I thought, you know, tonight he was pretty good. I didn't think he was bad. And I think that their schedule is brutal. I will not deny that they got their hands full the rest of the way. We'll see what this loss does to them if they'll. You know, turn around and beat Arizona. Uh, the That number is 13 and a half in that game as of tonight, right? So I don't know if that number will change or whatever. But it was 13 and a half when it opened, and they're playing at home. So I would think that uh, they'll beat the Cardinals without too much difficulty. Uh, covering the 13 and a half is a, another number entirely. As far as the Rams go, uh, they're in trouble. Uh, they're five and four, and their offense is not clicking. Um, they barely use Gurley for what is he ten carries a game or something like that. The guy, I mean, it's like cream puff city. Nothing in the fourth quarter yesterday. Yeah, they just don't use him. Uh, and you know, the Steelers really outplayed him uh, defensively in particular. And uh, I did not think Goff looked good at all. But then again, uh, he had T.J. Watt chasing him all day. That Steeler defense is no joke. I mean. That Steeler defense is like the Bills' defense. They're both really good. Uh, and, you know, I think the Patriots' defense is also really good. I think those are the three best in uh, the AFC for sure. Do you, do you think that McVay is becoming very predictable in his calling calls and maybe he should, uh, I don't know, quit having a mystery man, either have a running back or not? Yeah, I don't think uh, that he's become predictable. I just think that... Um, they are, you know, they ran into a team that, that keyed on Cup. They knew Cup was killing everybody, so they shut him down. That was the game plan. And then after Cup, they've had all these injuries, right? Like, uh, who's the guy that Woods or whatever? Is he the one that's been injured? Woods has been playing. They've had a couple of other guys in and out of the lineup. Cooks. Cooks has been out, yes. Cooks is the guy injured. So, uh, look, uh, I don't like their running game uh, without Gurley. They don't give him the rock enough. And uh, I don't know about predictable, but, you know, Goff has not been sharp. And I think one of the things is no one ever wants to talk about it. I get it. Fair enough. But you go to the Super Bowl, you lose. Uh, the people are talking about McVay being a genius and being smarter than everybody. He's better than everybody. He's the best coach. You know, it's just such nonsense. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't think a guy that's been in the league one or two years, what, how long has he been in the league? I know he's coached in the Maybe league. This is his third year as a head coach. Third as a head, but he was in the league certainly longer than that as an assistant. But people have donned him this uh, genius and that he's better than everybody, and he's just not. And that's just now things are coming back. Reality check now is that he's not any better than anybody. I mean, Shanahan's coaching better than him. Uh, Pete Carroll's coaching better than him. And, I mean, there's a lot of guys coaching better than him. Sean McDermott's coaching better than him. Uh, there are coaches up and down. I can name that are coaching better than him right now, and that's just all there is to it. I think that a lot of guys around this league probably saw the genius stuff before he even got to that Super Bowl against the Patriots last year, which his team did not perform in. They did not get it done. And I think that, like I said earlier, all these teams that knew they were going to play him this year went to work 
on what they did well last year and said, we're not going to let the Rams do this to us this year. Right. That's the, and, and if he's such a genius, he now has to change what he's been doing. He has to adapt to and that. And adapt and, and find a new way to right. score points. I agree with that. Jay in Alaska. Hey, what's up, Scotty? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. What's happening? Hey, I, I got a take on one player and I uh, want your opinion on another player. So uh, give me a second and I'll lay it out. Um, I feel like my take is I feel like Derek Carr is not getting any love. That guy has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. I, get, I, I mean, I granted he's not a top-five quarterback, but he's been playing like a top-five quarterback, and nobody is giving that yeah, guy that, any that's love. that's just not he true. That is no- not true. That is not true. I don't want to hear it. That is so p- pathetic that, you, you, that you're trying to sell me that no one is giving him any love when everyone's giving him love. They're five and four. They're talking about him making the playoffs. They've been getting all kinds of attention. Gruden, Carr, that offense has been exciting. They have been uh, – I have seen national media talk about him. I have seen national media write about him. Peter King has written about the guy a thousand times that he's been phenomenal. Gruden and Carr are lighting it up. They're getting all kinds of attention. I don't want to hear it. I, I do not want to hear that he's – you're just making that up in your own head. That, that he no one cares about him. That's nonsense. Everyone's been talking about Derek Carr and the Raiders. They've been playing fantastic. They've been winning all these games, and they've been playing in prime time, and they've gotten tons of attention and national television games. I don't want to hear it. That's ridiculous. Well, and who's the player you want me to uh, evaluate? The other, the other guy that I wanted to get your opinion on is I've been hearing a lot of people say that Colleen Farrell is a bust, but I think that that guy is more like a poor man Siobhan Curse. He's still trying to figure out the game. He, I thought he, he, he kind of had a breakout game against the Chargers. He had two sacks. I feel like he's starting to figure it out and, and figure out how to get that speed rush around the outside, and he's getting to quarterbacks and creating pressure. I think that Raider defense kind of grew up a little bit against the Chargers. They, if they wouldn't have shot themselves in the foot with stupid penalties, they would have dominated that game. But, you know, I, I, I don't think Colleen Farrell is a bust. I think the guy just – you know, was a little young. Maybe it was a little bit of a reach, but I think he's going to figure it out. Yeah, I don't – I also – I don't think that uh, – I know what you're saying because people have said he's a bust, but I don't put a bust label on a guy uh, eight games in, nine games into his career. He has not done anything up until that game the other night when he did well. So he uh, he shook that off, all the talk that he's a bust and had a good game. But let's not get all uh, – you know, ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, he's had really one good game. So there are people that have said he's been uh, average at best and terrible and everything else. And some of that stuff's true. But he had a good game, and let's not put him in Canton yet. How's that sound, Jay? I mean, you know, Jay, it's obvious you're a diehard Raider fan to all of us here. So let's not be fooled into thinking that you're, like, just trying to sell me, you know, John and 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 Derek and Cleveland. And, I mean, it's just obvious that there's nothing the Raiders do wrong. You said they should have killed them. But the, all the penalties and stupid mistakes, the game was, what, 26-24? I mean, calm down. It was a great game, but they didn't dominate anything. Okay? And nobody is a bust eight games into their NFL Yeah, a career. bust eight games in, your career's you know, over. Two or three years, if a guy's done nothing and he was a first-round pick, fine. Call him a bust. But you can't do eight that Eight games into his years. NFL career, no, we don't do that. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So it's funny. Once you get that respect in the NBA, you get all the calls. You know what I mean? Once you become a superstar, 
and you got like you know Kawhi Leonard winning MVPs and and winning championships, right? Every time he drives now, he gets a, a whistle. Have you noticed that? I mean, this guy goes to the line more than entire teams do in the whole night, like by himself. They're up five on the Raptors. He's at the line, missed the first five and a half left. 89-84 clip joint at Staples. Don't forget to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com college football. How about this? 11 weeks of football in the books. Every one of them, I've been in the 60s. Most of them over 65% in terms of bets covered. 63% this week, 60% on my top 10 spreads. All happened. Five out of 10 weeks in pros in the 70s. I've had a 79, 77, 271s, and a 70. This week was a disaster. Tonight hit the uh, Seahawks plus six and a half on the spread, so that was decent at least. We'll get back at it this week with the Browns Steelers Thursday night in Cleveland. That'll kick it off. Uh, on Thursday. Uh, and then there's college football, believe it or not. I, I think, uh, again, tomorrow. So it's every it's just every week now. There's games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's crazy. It's every day. It's seven days a week. There was a game tonight. And then uh, tomorrow, I mean, it's nothing to jump up and down about, but I, I still like it. I think it's always these MAC games. Eastern Michigan and Akron tomorrow, and Western Michigan and Ohio, both tomorrow night in uh, Akron and in Athens, respectively. And then Wednesday, you got Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio and Oxford, Ohio, and Northern Illinois and Toledo with the Glass Bowl in Toledo. Thursday, you got Buffalo and Kent State in Kent, and North Carolina Pittsburgh should be a good game at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh Thursday night at eight. So not only do you have the Steelers-Browns, you got North Carolina and the Pitt Panthers. And I did see Pitt coach uh, Pat Narduzzi, uh, and he's got a point. Like, why are you playing the same night as the Steelers? Like, who thought of that scheduling in Pittsburgh? Like, you're going to play a Thursday night game in Pittsburgh with the Steelers playing the same night in Cleveland. What do you think? I mean, I get he wants his, he's pro- right. he wants his program – they're finally, on, they're finally on national TV. They're finally getting some exposure. And in the Pittsburgh area, you're putting them on ESPN the same time as the Steelers are playing the Browns. They'll on, get no one watching. No one will watch. And that, he made an outstanding point on it. Like, you got to be kidding me. There's no doubt about it. Friday night, Louisiana Tech and Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia, and Fresno State, San Diego State at San Diego. Good evening, San Diego, La Jolla, Del Mar. Anyway, uh, that's a great week of football to start it off just, you know, before Saturday. You know what I mean? So Thursday is great. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is all solid to me, if you ask me. Plus, you got all the NBA, NHL. It's craziness. I see Draymond Green going back into the locker room late in the fourth quarter, injured again. So there you go. 855-212-4227. By the way, uh, for all on bench.com, sign up. Hide the money from your wife. You'll need to because I'm going to make you a lot of stacks. Dave in Arkansas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, they fired their coach this weekend after they lost at home embarrassingly. Well, Western Kentucky beat him, and they fired the guy. Yes, Scotty, he deserved to be fired. He was pathetic. Uh, he's not the reason I'm calling, though. Um, I, uh, By the way, because you bet on sports for a living, I consider you to be very highly objective in that I called in after the uh, conference game between KC and New England, 
And, you know, I made some comments about Andy Reid not being a great coach and because I've never felt he was a great coach. Right. And, that, and so you, you came, you lay, I laid the table for you and you just kind of laid it all out and said, you know, he's never done anything, so over and so on. And anyway, I heard last week somebody, an uh, unnamed sports DJ, went on to say that Andy Reid is the second best coach in the league to Belichick. And I had to call in to this guy and I said, I said, I'm sorry, I, he's actually a very good season coach, but he's not a great coach. And so I'm saying, what, what's the deal with people calling people great? I mean, great is supposed to be the very best. Right. And so, and so the guy, he went on to say, well, you know, he's not won a championship, but he's done all these things for players, this and that. And he says, you mean to tell me your criteria for, for great is winning championships? And I said, yes. Yeah, it and is. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. It is. He's wrong. You're right. And that's the end of it. There's nothing else to say. I mean, you cannot be called great. <laughs> and all you ever do is win regular season games and don't win Super Bowls and don't win playoff games. Uh, he's won a few. I won't deny it. I mean, he's been to NFC championships and Super Bowls. So I don't feel like um, you could argue that he's been a really good coach. I've said that before many times. I think that he's he's been, you know, really – a fantastic character in the NFL, right? So, but that doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, segue into greatness. Uh, great, you know, greatness is guys that win it all and that, uh, you know, do it more than once, frankly. Uh, you know, winning one is just sometimes you get lucky. You know, Peterson won it uh, for Philly and beat the, you know, Patriots. And I, I think that was, you know, really impressive. And the job he did in that Super Bowl was even, you know, if you study what he did, the play calling was fantastic. And he and he actually outcoached Belichick. It was unbelievable. So that was a great start for him to have that Super Bowl under his belt. And then since then, it's kind of dried up for him, right? And now you ask yourself, will he ever uh, win another one? Will he ever get back? Well, time will tell. But they have a very short fuse in Philly for coaches. If you don't win, uh, they will not put up with it for long there. They get real sensitive. But I think he's a, a really good coach. But I'm not willing to say he's great uh, because he had one great day. Uh, I think he's a really good coach that has had one great day. And then, you know, to be great, you got to have a bunch of them, if you ask me. you got to have several, more than one. You cannot just have one. There's been guys that have won Super Bowls, and uh, there are a lot of people that won't uh, say they're great coaches. Uh, you know, as I've said on this show a million times, uh, in my opinion, there's really only one great coach in the NFL, and that's Belichick. That's it. Who else? Who else is great? Like, that is just absolutely standalone greatness. There's only one. That's it. Who else? Nobody's in his territory. You can't even, like, I think uh, John Harbaugh is a really, really good coach. I, I think he's done a hell of a job in uh, Baltimore. There's no way you can fire that guy. He's been a great coach. He really has. But, uh, you know, greatness is is a different story altogether than being a, a great coach. You know, I, I know that sounds crazy, but there's greatness, and then there's being a great coach. He's been a great coach for the Baltimore Ravens. There's no denying that. 
And then Andy Reid's had a great career. There's no doubt that he's had a great career. But he's not, I don't believe, a, a great coach in terms of greatness because he just hasn't got it done uh, and won the whole shkamil. I don't think it's fair to the rest of the coaches in the league to, you know, nobody can be put in Belichick's class. The guy has done something that nobody else has done. Or Even with the Giants, do. he you did know, it. Right, like he won rings as a defensive coordinator, and he's won, what, six by himself right. in New England? He's on another level. He's an all-time All-timer. great. And then you go to the next level, and who's Hall of Fame? Who in the NFL is a Hall of Fame coach right now? Out of all the coaches, forget <laughs> Belichick, he's in his own plane. Is I mean, you look first you have to go to the guys who have won Super Bowls, right? Is Pete Carroll? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I think Pete Carroll's been it. Sean Payton? You know, you're talking about two guys that, you know. We're talking also about guys who could still win another one. uh, Who who do you think's better, Coach, Pete Carroll or Sean Payton? It's close. I think they're both really good coaches. What about Harbaugh? He's got a Super Bowl. I'm I'm willing to say that that's a fairly even race. Is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach? I think he'll get in the Hall of Fame. There's only two guys, right? But I right? don't think he's a great – I don't think greatness, I'd put it with him. There's only two guys, I think, in the modern Super Bowl era who are in the Hall of Fame that didn't win a Super Bowl. That's Marv Levy and Bud Grant, right? I think. I think. I could be uh, wrong, but – Marv Levy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Would you not put uh, Andy Reid in the Hall of Fame? I, he, I probably won – what, he's got one Super Bowl appearance and he lost. Right, but he won – A billion championship right. games. And, and, yeah, like five or six of them. He'll probably get in on the entire body of work, obviously. In. I think he'll get in. The, the body of work. He's done so much for the league, so many coaches. I mean, uh, Levy went to four Super Bowls in a row and lost. Right. Bud Grant went to a bunch of Super Bowls. Bud Grant deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think Andy Reid will make it. And I think uh, Sean Payton has done a great job – He's, but to me, he's just like Harbaugh or, uh, you know, even uh, Tomlin's been to look, two. Not every Tomlin coach won a Super now Bowl. Now, look, not every coach that's won a Super Bowl is in the Hall of Fame either. Right. So these guys that have won in the NFL right now, whether it be Tomlin, Peyton, Carroll, Harbaugh, uh, a bunch of these guys who have won one Super Bowl, do they need another one? You know? I'm just looking Coughlin at Coughlin got that second one with I'm the Giants. I'm just looking at the teams, and, uh, and, and I'm literally – there is no one that I would even mention. The only guys that can even be mentioned are Tomlin, Harbaugh, that, that are coaching now. And, and I think uh, Reed, you'd have to mention John Gruden because he's won one and he's done. Look what he's doing in Oakland. He's once again performing. He's got his a Super magic. Bowl also. He's got a Super Bowl also. But there's no one else. There's nobody else with multiple, right? You, no one else you can even mention on, the, on this conversation. You There's mention. a lot of young coaches. Young coaches now that don't deserve it. What, what do you think of Tomlin? He's never had he's a on the losing same. season, and he's gone to the playoffs, what, eight times? And he's been to two Super Bowls. He won one. I think all those guys in the league right now with one, they're all kind of on the same plane. Right. Whether it's him, Harbaugh, Peyton, Carroll, they're all it's a on good, that same. It's a really good question, though. But uh, nobody's in Belichick's strat- no stratosphere. One. No one is even remotely in the same. They're not even in the same country, nope. the same zip code. Seriously, uh, Freddie in Knoxville. Scotty. Hey, Freddie. Uh, hey, man, we love you down south, brother. We cool. listen to you all the time. Cool, man. Hey, listen, <laughs> hey, dog, I want to talk to you a couple of things. Uh, number one, how in the world does Ohio State, I mean, come on. I know Bama hasn't played anybody, but LSU has. Uh, 
you know, and then they pop Ohio State. You let them play in the SEC every week. It ain't that way. Well, it, you, know, I, you know, fair enough, but they're, they're not in the SEC, so you can't just make believe and say if they were in our conference, they wouldn't be uh, beating everybody 60 to nothing. They are, without a doubt, one of the best teams in college football. Ohio State can play with anyone. Their offense is dynamic, and their defense is too. They are a really good team. Believe me you. Be very careful thinking you're going to run over them in a playoff game because they can beat anybody. Uh, and I only got five seconds. What do you want to say about the Saints? Explain what happened to the Saints. That's all I got to say. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't show up. They didn't show up. They thought it was going to be a walk in the park against the Falcons. I had the Falcons in 14. Check out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.